strength does not come from winning. Your struggles develop your strengths. When you go through hardships and decide not to surrender, that is strength. From the world-renowned philosopher, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm Curtis, my pal over there is Joe, and we have a special guest this week. We are Dudes in Progress. Hey, Joe. What's shaking, my friend? I'm doing well. I'm glad I'm not watching the Yankee game. My son, Benjamin, is texting me. The score is 8 nothing in the first inning, so thanks for recording a podcast with me tonight. Absolutely. <laughs> Who needs the Yankees, huh? <laughs> it's hot here, too. I'm sweating. I went right to summer today. It's pretty warm here, too. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm sitting here in my, in my typical hoodie. I, I only wear two things. I wear it between fall and winter. I wear a blue hoodie or a maroon hoodie. And in the summer, I wear a Reds t-shirt. That's it. And then somewhere in between. Very simple. Well, we can't act like we don't have some some special guest here today. Hey, let me introduce him. All right. None other than the king himself, Daniel Ginger. What's up, dudes? <laughs> Kurt, you missed your cue. What was where's my your, cue? Where's your clapping cue? Yay! I'll put it in later. I'll put it in later. I thought that was a geeking thing. No, drink. none of the Disney stuff. None of the Disney stuff. It's the same keyboard. I have no other sounds for every podcast. Welcome, welcome, Daniel. Thank Seriously, you. Seriously, I mean, there's a there's a little bit of an inside inside joke between Daniel and me when I call him the king. Yep. He he pretty much runs Adventureland in Iowa. Well, at least and the so bay. one day I referred him to the king of excuse me adventure bay nope. and so one day i referred him to the king of adventure bay on my other podcast simple joe and it's just kind of stuck so nope. uh welcome daniel welcome to the show and we have a very good reason for having daniel on the show today uh kurt's going to uh present seven steps to adversity is that right kurt seven strategies for overcoming adversity and i'm, I'm going to add an eighth one so that was that was a weird title, Seven Steps to Adversity. In case you need <laughs> steps to get to adversity, uh, here are seven. Right? <laughs> overcoming <laughs> adversity. Yeah, overcoming, overcoming adversity. Us. And and I don't think anybody has overcome adversity in, in recent days <laughs> more than uh, our pal Daniel Ginger. So we're going to dig into that and, and Kurt, do your thing. Yeah, he's in the middle of a storm. Well. Daniel, how'd you get to know Joe Taylor? I know you, you met me through my Geeking on Walt Disney World podcast. Yep. We've been pals for quite a while. You've been a big supporter and listener. Met you in person, you and your wife, and you're a big part of my community. Yep. How did you know Joe? Um, Joe was starting his 365-day uh, uh, podcast every day in a row, and you kind of let the geeks know about it, and so... Right before, I'm not sure if it was the second G3 went to or the first. It had been the first. We, um, I started listening to it and I really liked it and it kind of became my daily show that I listened every morning, even before on Mondays, even before geeking on WDW. I listened to Simple Joe. It is my favorite show to listen to right, bright and early in the morning. My wife started to listen to it as well because we're getting ready for work. And so it was just, yeah, it just kind of became part of our lives. 
And you're one of our listeners who do engage with both Joe and I. Send us emails. You sent in a request, an idea to do something on faith. So you inspired us to do our last two episodes on faith. So thank you very much Mm -hmm. for that. I hope you enjoyed. Well, you haven't heard the second one yet. Yeah, I've heard the first one. I (laughs) I like the first one. And it was perfect perfect timing, too, because it kind of needed it at the time. Yeah, let's talk about why. We wanted to bring you on here. Tell us what went on last week, Daniel, in case someone who's listening to this doesn't know your story. Well, um, got home from work, and we had, we're under severe thunderstorms, possible tornado activity in the area. And my wife and I, my wife Norm and I were out kind of, um, it was around 6.30, 7 o'clock, and we were out in the garage watching the hail, and then it got really intense. So we... I closed the garage door and we rounded up the seven dogs, which are our fur babies at the time, since our five sons are all old and moved out of the house. And we got them down the stairs. And then uh, me being the um, few, uh, past police officer who always went out and, you know, kind of watched the storms, I went upstairs to grab a couple things. And then I just started looking at the storm and videotaping the hail and everything. And all of a sudden, it just kind of the hail just stopped and it was really quiet. And I heard my wife say, get your ASS downstairs. It's over. I think she said Nixon or Nevada. And those are streets right South of us. So I kind of zipped downstairs and it wasn't a minute, maybe two minutes. And it was just like the whole, the pressure in the house just like got sucked out. You could just say, feel there was something happening. So we hurried up underneath the stairs, try to get all, all our doggies under the stairs. And the whole thing only went for about 30 to 40 seconds and just, you know, just crazy. And we didn't even think we really got hit. It didn't really feel like anything got hit or, or the house didn't shake or anything like that. But came upstairs and went around the corner to the bedroom I was just at. And the bedroom was pretty much vacant with the north wall blown out. The bay windows I was looking at was all blown in and the door was blown in and everything was blown out of the, out of the room, like the bed and all the, the dress, some of the dressers, some of the dressers were still in there, but it was just, it was kind of a nightmare. Yeah. So, so essentially half the house, the whole wall just blown right out. Blown right out. The place where I was, well, I mean, Kind of the moral story, listen to your wife, because sometimes they don't, you know, because <laughs> if I didn't listen to Norma, I yeah. wouldn't be here today. It'd be like Dorothy going up to Oz. I would have been stuck in a Dude. tree, probably. <laughs> yes. Right. So, right. so Daniel, if you can think back to when you, when it was all over and you knew it was safe to come out, what's the first thing that you saw when you realized, wow. When I walked up the stairs... And our bedroom's kind of around the corner of the stairs. And I went, wow. It just was totally bright. It was, there was no more, no rain, no storm. It was just bright. And I just saw that that whole north wall was blown out. It's like, I just was beside myself. I just couldn't even think. It's like, what the heck just happened? And uh, it was just, it was, I was beside myself. It had to be surreal. It it was very surreal, and it just I, I was speechless, and I kind of I did grab my phone and started videotaping because I wanted to sh- kind of show what was going on, 
I don't know if that's because we're in the world of videotape and, you know, TikTok and all that other stuff. So I just kind of, I don't, I never like put it out there or anything, but I kind of showed like, what the heck? Mm. And, um, and it's kind of a backstory in 2020, we got hit by straight line winds with no warning that brought down trees and did a lot of damage to our cars and stuff like that. And that same, and it was about the same time. And it was on a Tuesday. This time, Norma was in the living room and I was in the bedroom and the bl- the door got blown open and the rain was coming in sideways to the room. And I was pushing the door, trying to push the door shut. So in the kind of the same type of thing, if I would have stayed upstairs and did that this time, I would probably, the pressure would have probably blown me outside. So it's kind of, mm. it's kind of weird that within three years, pretty much two disasters happened to the gingerbread house pretty much. <laughs> Let's remind everyone where you live, too. Uh, we live in Iowa, Pleasantville, Iowa. We're actually out in the country, so we're we're like eight miles from the nearest town, so out in gravel. Did this tornado do a lot of other damage it around really your area? It really didn't do a lot. Across the street, we have, which is weird, usually when you live in the country, you don't have another neighbor for like a half a mile or so. Where The people we bought the house from, they're... So old, I think it was the eldest son built a house across the street from mom and dad, of course. So there's we have neighbors across the street. And it hit our garage on the southwest side of the of the residence and it went across and it, it destroyed their big steel garage, which they had their combine and they had a silo. Actually moved their garage garage that's attached to their house off the foundation a little bit. So we do have neighbors like right across the street that got a lot of damage too. But it was actually, if you see the tornado, it's a, I hate to say it, but it's a beautiful tornado. It's very beautiful if you look at it. And it was categorized as an F1, which can get like up to 110 miles per hour wind speeds. But everybody ever heard, they always don't want to say that in front of us because they always feel, you know, feel bad. But it is a very pretty tornado. Mm. If you're seeing it from a distance, <laughs> if you're yeah. right underneath it, not so much. So if you answered this already, Daniel, I apologize. But from your neighbors from that area, did your home get the most damage? Oh, yes, definitely. Our home, not only did the garage get totaled, the bed, the it's kind of weird. We have an old farmhouse. And then in the 1990s, they built a garage attached to the house on the kind of south side and then they put a new addition on the northwest side which has our master bedroom master bath and a, and a basement underneath that as well the farmhouse that was built in 1930s or whatever besides side damage the roof of course got damaged and the windows the structure nothing all the 1990s structures got just basically not a, not only totaled but very, very severely damaged. So it kind of shows you that houses were built a lot stronger in the early 1900s than they are today. <laughs> There's certainly a commentary there, right? Yes. And you lost your cars also, didn't you, Daniel? Yeah, that was the weird thing because in 2020, we had our cars outside because I had my, we were, I think we grilled the day before or something like that. So I had my grill in it. I don't know if it was raining or something, but we had my grill in the, in the garage. So we had the car cars outside so the big trees that we have some huge trees fell on the cars and also took the power out and stuff like that so cars total 
This time we knew a storm was coming, so what did I do? Oh, let's put the cars in the garage to protect them. And the place where the cars were before, we didn't see any limbs or anything like that because the trees had been like <laughs> cut down stubs and stuff because they had fallen. But the garage collapsed under the storm, and so both cars, once again, only three years old, totaled. And so <laughs> it's like you can't – it's just I was speechless about that part. It's like, what the heck? I mean – yeah. But this big tornado, I mean, I'm getting this picture like your house was the only thing hit. Am I wrong? Our house and the house uh, directly across uh, the street because it kept the tornado kept on rising and touching down and rising and right. touching down. We live okay. on a hill. So I'm assuming as it's going over, since we're higher, it just happened to touch down. And then it goes down to a kind of a farmland that's kind of do, after us and our neighbors across the street kind of goes down so it probably went back up but the trees if you go like make a line from our house straight to you can see where the tornado was because you can see the trees in its path that got kind of broken for about a mile down the road and stuff so you can kind of see the path of it but it kept on rising and going down rising and going down guess what i'm getting at dude is you're not very lucky with this <laughs> two times in, it's like in it three picked years. you out i know it's, i it's like oh I've also, I once said, you know, one of my worst moments is like, what the heck did I do, God? I mean, what the heck did I do to get hit twice? So, so I had a moment. I did have a moment with that where I kind of asked God. Let's talk about that because that's real. That's yes. real and that's genuine and that's raw. Uh, can we talk about that emotion? Yeah. The your your the whole idea of. God, are you mad at me? Right. Or did I, have I done something or, mm -hmm. or you jerk? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Tell, tell, tell us about those emotions that you had towards, because you're a man of faith. Your, yes. your faith is very important to you. In fact, we, we said this on the show before. You're the catalyst uh, for uh, our past two episodes on faith. Mm -hmm. uh, your, your, your recommendations to do a show, a couple shows on faith. Right. So you're a man of faith and you mm -hmm. believe in God. So I do. What was that emotion like? Well, it's kind of weird because the night of, I was kind of just stunned. So I didn't really think about all that stuff. But then what kind of brought together was on when we got there on Wednesday and and uh, to kind of help do the cleanup. And we were blessed. We had a lot of people there, especially a lot of Norma's family and stuff there that helped clean up. But I went upstairs. I was worried about my – I have a 55-gallon aquarium that kind of got inspired to get back in the fish because i saw kurt's fish tank in his studio and i kind of got inspired to get back to the fish and for f my birthday i got a 55 gallon aquarium and so i got these had these uh, african cichlids that i started in a 20 gallon and then i transferred over and they were doing very well spotted uh african fantails pacosmus and stuff and i was worried because we had no power well it all came to on th on wednesday morning when i got there and i went in there and it was cold the night before, and the tank was like 29, and all my fish were gone. And so mm. I kind of had a moment, and uh, yeah, it, that's when I kind of questioned what's going on and kind of cursed. You know, don't know if I really cursed God, but I was like, what the heck did I deserve to do this? So it was a touching time yeah, because of my fish, yeah. yeah. But what about – I was thinking more of your moment – that Norma called you downstairs. Oh, that moment, yes. That's a little opposite. Yeah, I mean, emotion, isn't it? Yeah, because I mean, you've been a lot rough shaper, right? Um, 
when I heard the sternness in my wife's voice when she said, get your, it's like, yeah, I better get downstairs. So, yes, I kind of owe her for saving my life pretty much. I think, I mean, I assume I would have got hurt pretty badly. So, so the rest, <laughs> sorry. The rest is borrowed time, yep, Daniel, bro, sounds yep. like. So, but yeah, so that was a kind of a good time to listen and uh, that, that kind of helped me out a lot, but. But you know when you when you saw your fish, it was almost like somebody might say, somebody might say, "Well, why did your fish? They're only fish. Why right. did that strike such an emotion in you?" I uh, I can only imagine that it's almost like the final straw. Could have been. You yes. know, it was kind of weird because I like like you say, I run Adventure Bay, the lifeguards, and um, we just made a new management team for twenty twenty three season, and I kind of put a post um what do you do to kind of do your daily distressor and i asked everybody to kind of show what their daily distressor was and my daily distressor was getting home and going upstairs feeding my fish and watching them eat i actually videotaped that and i kind of shared it with the team the management team and so now that my daily distressor kind of disappeared i mean my tank's still there you know, nothing broke that. It's just the the the, the fish. If African, I have a I'm partial to African cichlids. I think they're beautiful fish, but you have to keep the tank, you know, in the high 80s or or, or low high 70s, low 80s. I'm sorry. And when it that cold kind of destroyed their kind of environment, it just kind of and my distressor was now gone. It was kind of had a moment. Kind of strange, even to get a tornado. Like you said, it was cold. Yes. Last week. I mean, this week it's hot. Well, in Iowa, it was hot for the day, and then the cold front came in, and that's kind of what makes those tornadoes. Yes. So I'm going to use these. I turned it into eight strategies for overcoming adversity, and we'll relate it to your situation, Daniel. Mm -hmm. The first strategy for overcoming adversity really doesn't, apply as much as the rest of the seven after that. The first one is to develop a growth mindset. And we call ourselves dudes in progress. So I think that's appropriate. It's a belief that challenges are opportunities to learn and grow. Well, I guess that does, that can apply to you. <laughs> if you can weather this storm, if you want to say it that way, you could probably get through just about anything, right, Daniel? Yeah. So I think that, I guess that does apply now that I read the explanation a little better. Seek support. Hold on. Is that number two? Seek yeah. support? Let's go yeah. back to number one because I, I have a little comment about number one, yeah. uh, about mindset. I've had, I've had a bit of tragedy in, in my life over the past couple years and not, not on the level of, of you, Daniel, recently, but we've talked about the flood in my house and the, my car is getting flooded and some of the other stuff that, that's going on. I heard advice one time, and I don't know where I heard it from, but if you ask yourself about this tragedy, what if this was the best thing to ever happen to me? That's a, that's a shift in mindset, isn't it? Yes. That's a shift in mindset. It's kind of raw right now, but at some point, will you be able to look at this and see a silver lining? Right. I don't think you ever can in the moment. No. Uh, other than Other than... 
maybe ask it different ask it differently this may this may turn out to be the best thing that's ever happened to me the silver lining i've been looking at is the fact that i'm still here what yeah. was damaged the property That'll and everything preach. is you know replaceable but you know the fact that i'm still here norm is still here the seven doggies are all okay even though they're not liking mm. life right now in the kennel but mm. um yeah we're still yeah. here so to live another day you can find some gratitude in that for sure all right number two seek support seeking support from friends family even a professional can help you deal with adversity talking to someone about your feelings and emotions can help you gain perspective and come up with new strategies to overcome your challenges. And I like this one, seek support. Well, you didn't really have to seek it that hard, Daniel. From what I've been hearing, some folks came to your rescue oh, uh, almost immediately. Yeah. Support the, was hoist upon you. The support that has came out for Norm and I are just incredible from all different, you know, assets of life, you know, family, friends, um, employers, Everything has come so much support yeah. and it continues to come too. So it's not like it just came for just a little time. It's continuing to come you know, every day. We find something else that has, has, um, came out. You, uh, so, you, I talked to you the day after and I was pretty amazed. You had the insurance adjusters out there the next yep. day. You had people coming over to look at the damage of trees and all the garbage to get picked up. Didn't you have a school? We had a school, a, a, a school from Eagle Grove, Iowa, which is quite a distance away. That was like a church school, and they came out and didn't know us, you know, and just started helping pick up stuff. And so we actually, before we left on Wednesday, we actually sat down and said a prayer with them. It was kind of enlightening. That's outstanding. I was pretty amazed at how much help showed up. And you were on the news. You were in the newspaper. Yes. The news came out and they were always so respectful. They're asking us if, you know, asking permission to take pictures, asking permission to put our name in like the paper and stuff like that. Asking if we wanted to interview. Um, Norma and I, neither of us did interview because we just didn't feel like interviewing at the time, but they were always so gracious and um, always asking permission. So it was really nice too. Daniel, can you give my friend Joe some support as it relates to insurance and damage to a house? He could really <laughs> use some words of encouragement. Yeah. This is about Daniel, not about me. <laughs> we'll talk about mine once, once it's all over, once it's said and done. So, but I know you were out shopping yesterday you and Norma for cars. Oh my God. Yeah. Cause our cars were totaled even though they're drivable, which I never, that's a whole different story. Cause I don't understand. Cause yeah, a little dings and stuff didn't don't concern me, but um, they decided to, instead of fixing the dings, they decided to total both the cars. So within three years we've had four cars pretty much totaled. And that means you have to go get new cars. <laughs> we bought the cars in 2020 interest rates were great. Our payments were really nice. Wow. It totally changed. So interest rates are way out of the ceiling now. The cars are the same. We got the, basically this different colors, but they're basically the same cars. There's two years newer. And they are $10,000, $11,000 higher than they were in 2020. Our payments, two to $300 more than they were in 
2020. So everything. So it just it was another kind of hit. So insurance didn't cover getting uh, a car. The, the insurance, yeah, the insurance yeah. paid for the cars because we had insurance. Right. We had the gap, which is you should always get gap because even though Norma hurt. She basically will get some money back from her car. My car, I put way too many miles on it because I work, drive 80 miles pretty much to work every day and back. And so mine got valued less. And so I still owed two, $3,000 on it where Norma basically got gets back like $1,000. So, yeah. but we got gap insurance before. That was what we, that was what we learned in 2020 to make sure you get gap because <laughs> if your car gets destroyed and it's not your fault, I mean, you're still, you still got to pay whatever insurance company won't pay it. so right yep. but yeah i mean it was it was another kind of long day yesterday at the at the dealer yeah, six hours you get, told me. yeah it was like That's... six hours and and going through all that stuff and um getting hit with the higher interest rate and the higher monthly payments and all that stuff and trying to figure out you know when you're a kind of a paycheck to paycheck type of family it's like where we're gonna cut here now so right so here's the next strategy for overcoming adversity. Take action. It's important to take action in the face of adversity. Even small steps can help you gain momentum and move towards your goals. Don't let fear or uncertainty hold you back from taking action. You got an action plan yet, Daniel? <laughs> of things you got to do My to get your house back? My action plan is to worry about one day at a time. And so just yeah. get to the next day. Um, we were gracious enough to that night, one of the people that, you know, when I was a police officer here in Pleasantville and he was still in high school, he came up to Norma and I and said, Hey, tonight I have, he owns like, he runs like a lot of the apartments in Pleasantville. And he says, I have a Airbnb that I run out. It's just got clean tonight. Cause people just left it. Keys are on the, the counter go, with, you know go be safe, go sleep there, you know. And then I, uh, the insurance said, hey, yeah, you get the, since our house is unlivable, that you can get a hotel. I said, well, we're kind of in the Airbnb right now. Will that work too? And said, oh, yeah, that will work. So we went and said, hey, can we stay in the Airbnb? You know, we're going to be at, and said, yes. But unfortunately, there's a thing called Pella, uh, Tulip Time. That's a close town that it's kind of a Dutch town that has a lot of tulip things and they have a big festival. He actually has rented out this place in the first week of May. So it's like we are here, we're safe and everything. But as, as of the first week of May, we got to find we like in the next two weeks before we go anywhere, we got to find a place to kind of try kind of get all our stuff tr kind of transferred. Yeah. Cause we're, we kind of made this a home now. Um, but we, yeah, it's going to be a short lived until we find a place. Cause it could, they said orig originally they said eight to 10, 10 months. They have kind of changed it to like three to four months, but still, that's a lot of months. So yeah. four to six be months. Displaced. Yeah. So. so that that's good. I mean, you, you they they project the rebuild to happen within three to four months now. Yes. Yeah, so that's a little Instead less of eight than to before. ten months. That's yeah. awesome. So um, there's still awesome. not electricity there, so you can't really do anything. So like Norma has a lot of plants, so she has transferred a lot of plants over to the apartment and stuff because she didn't want them you now getting dying there so but we still go there well, you'll still be able to ones. mow the grass daniel yep still gotta <laughs> mow the grass yeah still gotta take care of the yeah, outside there soon as we get electricity <laughs> i can get um the uh fish tank back up and running again so i'm kind of excited about that at least so 
Where do you buy your fish, Daniel? Um, I there's two stores around here. I think one's Pet Stop, and I can't remember what the other one is. But I just kind of go see which ones has the better deals. Like when I found the African selfin coricats, that's something you don't really see around here, and so I grabbed those and they were i had one that was probably about went from one to two inches to it was about four inches long which was sad because it it ate a lot of (laughs) a lot of bottom food and so so i don't know if i'll be able to replace them exactly i'll i'll still stick with cichlids because i love cichlids um um but yeah so i'll just try to find a place daniel that fits well into my fourth strategy which is the practice self-care. I think it's important you can keep as normal as possible. And self-care is important during this time of adversity. Make sure you're taking care of your physical, emotional, and mental health. Eat well, exercise, get enough sleep. Take time for yourself to do the things you enjoy. Now, I know you have plans in the next two weeks to do something important for your self-care, you and Norma, right? Uh, yes, we had plans before this happened to go to TDC. Um, Tell Joe what Disney... TDC. Joe doesn't know what that is. Okay, it's like the the Disney Crush. They have uh, their a podcast, and they're having like their their initial um, kind of get together conference, or what do you want to call it? So the TDC, the Disney Crush, is going to have a conference down at Disney World, and it's happening the um, from like. April 28th to May 1st, I think. And we were, we had plans. We have everything paid for and everything. And, and then this happened. So at first we were like thinking, oh, are we even able to go and stuff like that? But it's like by that time, I think we're going to have to get away and, you know, do something. And so kind of the de-stress because Disney's kind of our happy place. And That's so, cool, Daniel, because because you're 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 moving forward with life as it was, right? Right. You're not letting you're not letting this tragedy change you. Are are you able to keep some of your daily your daily routines, your daily habits, or have you just kind of completely gotten out of it and you're eating ice cream for breakfast and <laughs> staying up to four o'clock in the morning? Um, no, get, trying to get back to the daily habits and things. Um, yeah. Getting back to work. They were very gracious, saying, "Hey, you know." Don't worry about the time off you need and stuff like that. Because at first I was like submitting, like I got one called my um, operations director and said, I'm going to take this day off for this vacation, this day off for, you know, this. he said, don't worry about it. Do what you need to do and just, you know, you know, get to work when you, ha- when you can get back to work and stuff like that. So I have gone back, you know, I did go back to work this week because work is a place so I can kind of get my mind off of things too which is nice norma also got back to work um and so it's kind of nice to get away right now at the house i mean the initial cleanup basically took place in like two days but now it's like there's not a lot that we can do um we're just kind of waiting for other people to the contractors and all that stuff to do everything because you know we still go to the house to get the mail water plants, stuff like that, but you know, there's no electricity in there, so there's not a lot we can do there. Clean up the outside. We got like a storage unit that dropped outside in the yard so we can like everything that was <laughs> in the <laughs> in the garage. And one of the jokes on Wednesday I was telling a lot of Norma's 
uncles and aunts that were there helping cleaning because they had like a, a construction corp. And so they brought a lot of their heavy equipment is, yeah, I was always meaning to clean the garage and it took mother nature to make me do it. <laughs> so a lot <laughs> she of took stuff, care of that. Yep. A lot of stuff in the garage just got tossed away. It's like time. Did to, you, yeah. Did you listen to our episodes on minimalism? Yeah. yeah I was about to say the same yep, thing. So I needed to put that as part Somewhere of in there is a 30 day challenge about cleaning out your garage <laughs> yep, or a junk I, drawer or something like that. Well, mother nature pushed, mother nature pushed me to it. God took that one serious, didn't he? He did well on that one. Yep. Dang. So. Uh, I think it's important that you guys take care of yourself. This can be really stressful, even though you got contractors, everything seems to be in order. Joe can tell you dealing with contractors can be a stressful thing. And so yes. but it's remember, just a, you got to take care of yourself. It's just the this people time. that have been reaching out. It's just so gracious and mm. the support has been so blessing. And so it's really humbling too, because you're not really a person that asks for help. And so it's like when you're given it, it's like you feel bad for it, but it's like it's a blessing because I understand know, that. So and like the the geek, the you know, sorry, take a drink. The geeking community just stepped up tremendously, and so um, it was just you know how much support they gave us, both spiritual and a little bit, a lot of financial and all that stuff that things you, you don't know you need until you need it. And so yes, yes, yeah, they are. A great community. Another surprise, like I said, we keep on getting surprises every day. Norma texts me a picture of a whole bunch of money, and it's like, what's that for? She got to work, and there was a card, and all the doctors and nurses and stuff just took a collection, and she had a, just gave her a cash. whole bunch of money and so cash. And it's like, wow, wow. Nice. So it That's just fantastic. it just keeps on coming. How how graceful. It's too bad that a disaster type of thing has to bring people together, but um, that's kind of what happens. If you notice throughout history, anytime we have a, a disaster in America, people just come out of the woodworks and we'll help each other out. So if it could be a daily thing. It would be great. That is a good thing to think about now. All also, right. when, also yeah. Daniel, I mean, it, it, it just shows this is a commentary on you. So with all due humility, uh, it shows what kind of person you are, that you've had a community, several communities mm -hmm. rally around you, because what that means is at some level, you've given to them. Right. And at some level, you contributed to their life. And there's this law of reciprocity that we all follow. It, you can't you, you can't get away from it. As humans, we, we, we naturally follow it, follow it. And you have made deposits into dozens, maybe hundreds of emotional bank accounts to people and their outpouring of love and support is a testament to the kind of man you are. There you go. Good job, Joe. All right. Number five, develop resilience, which was kind of similar to what we were started talking about in number one, but Resilience is the ability to bounce back from adversity. It involves being able to adapt to change, stay positive, and maintain a sense of hope and optimism. Developing resilience takes time and effort, but it's an important skill that can help you overcome adversity. You think you're going to be more resilient after this? It's kind of funny because when I was leaving work today, um, the uh, rides manager said, Dan, I can't believe how resilient you are. I said, how, how so? I said, 
because what just happened and you came to work and you're like chipper and trying to make everything the best of it and stuff like that. I said, yeah, that's kind of how my attitude is because I, you know, you have to be happy daily or you're just, you know, get lost in your sadness. So, yeah. So I'm very kind of a chipper type of guy, usually at work, and I'm always trying to smile and give everybody the best that I can and stuff. So, so I yeah. think you – I've thought the same of you and Norma. You guys are going to be resilient through this. I wasn't too worried about that part of this. Yeah. Stay positive. Maintaining a positive outlook can help you overcome adversity. Funny you just said that. Try to focus on the things that are going well in your life and look for opportunities to learn and grow from your challenges. I think you're already doing that. You're yep. seeing the good out of this tragedy already, aren't you, Daniel? I yeah, yeah. Like I said, I uh, I'm here, so that's the <laughs> the biggest thing. And so our house wasn't destroyed totally. I mean, it's going to take some fixing, but I mean, it's, you know, still there. So you and I talked about that. We were like, okay, it's raining and all this after. The wall was blown out. Mm-hmm. I mean, the water. Da- I was thinking of Joe's water damage a little bit, to be right. honest with you. And he's got the side of the house gone and water coming in. Yeah. I'm thinking. I was worried. Of, Daniel, yeah. I don't know. You and I both were like, I don't know. Right. The, how I much they can about save. That. Yeah. If they yeah. can save this. And, uh, and yeah. They, and they. That um, was good news. The next. The, you know, it was storm. It rained a lot that night. But then the next day they came and we had people coming in boarding up the sides and it's kind of funny because one of the kids that is part of the restoration place that's working on our house was somebody I coached in a little league and AAU league. And he, he remembered us, you know, gave Norman a a big hug and and he said, yeah, you were kind of my first coach and now he's working on our house. So that was kind of, you know, full circle type of things. Yeah. Yeah. I can tell Daniel, I mean, in your voice, that your your emotions are still raw. Yeah. And as they should be. And what's what I think I admire about it is you're you're not afraid of them, right? No. I mean, you have to have coherent speech. Right. So there has to be some control, but you are you are clearly uh still very emotional about the situation, about the outpouring of love. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that that that's a part of your attitude, this positive attitude that you have uh, to, to you are taking on this experience head on and you're not hiding the emotion. You're not letting it get the best of you. Uh, You're, you're moving forward with, with real positive, uh, with real positive emotion. And that's a, that's something to be admired. I've, I've kind of always been that way because anytime I do something, I do it with passion, I guess. And mm-hmm. so it doesn't matter whether I'm coaching or teaching or just being a boss. I'm always passionate about it. And so and so, anytime we have like special cases and stuff, I always get emotional and stuff. Yeah. Getting to the bottom of my list, number seven is set goals. Goals can help you stay focused and motivated during times of adversity. Identify what you want to achieve and break your goals down into small, manageable steps. I don't know. Do you have any goals? <laughs> they seem pretty obvious in a tragedy like this. Yeah. Get kind the, of the back first goal is kind of um, to find a place to live here in you know, a couple of weeks when we yeah. lose this place. So that's kind of the first the thing, thing on it. And yep. uh, then after that is just kind of work with the contractors and try to get 
in back in the house as soon as possible, get the dog. Cause one of the big things we live out in the country. And so we don't really take the dogs to get sh- a lot of people in the country. Don't take their dogs to get shots and stuff like that. That's more of a city thing. Um, and so that was a big yeah. thing. We, it's been two, three years before that since they've had their shots. So we had to take all our seven dogs from the kennel and you know, take them to the vet and get shots and stuff like that. So it's been, you know, just, Little steps that you don't even think about that you have to do. Yeah, one and, step um, at a time. One small, one, one thing, small, at a small thing at a time. Yep, yep. So yeah. your first goal is, of course, to find a place to live once this, uh, once this place uh, has to bring on the tulip viewers. Yep, that's our first goal. <laughs> the, and of the course, tulip tourists. We want to stay in Pleasantville, close to the house. So, so I'm not sure if it'll be an apartment or a, a rent a house or whatever. There's a duplex that we just saw that we might be looking into too. Um, Norma, the people that help the family that helped has a construction company. They said they had a small uh, like apartment thing at their house that's close to Pleasantville, or even they have a camper. They said, and that's one of the things we could have lived in our camper, but that got kind of destroyed and stuff. So, oh. um, yeah, so that got that 32 foot camper just got destroyed. All right, guys, I added this last one based on our last two episodes. Ask God in prayer, and we're going to ask God for something for you, Daniel. I think it's going to be lodging for the immediate future, but I found this a couple of paragraphs here from uh, an author who I really enjoy reading, Max Lucado, and it'll be in my resources. But what Jesus said to the blind man, he says to us, what do you want me to do? One would think the answer would be obvious. When a sightless man requests Jesus' help, isn't it apparent what he needs? Yet Jesus wanted to hear the man articulate his specific requests. Peace happens when people pray. He wants the same from us. Let your requests be known to God. And when the wedding ran low on wine, Mary wasn't content to say, Help us, Jesus. She was specific. They have no more wine. The needy man in Jesus' parable requested, Friend, Lend me three loaves, not just give me something to eat. Can you help me out? He made a specific request. Even Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane prayed specifically, take this cup for me. So, Daniel, what can we pray for you? How about new lodging as soon as this one runs out? That would be great, yes. We certainly will, Daniel. We That's certainly our will. prayer for you, Daniel. Thank That's you. the next thing. I hope you can get your dogs in a place too where they're close to you and you and Norma can, you know, that's a, a, a place of getting to normalcy yes. with them close by too. I hope that can happen. The good thing is that the, the, the lady that's lodging them is understanding and she basically lets us come and go to see the dogs. And she actually said, you know, whenever you do, you know, the dogs, you get your house ready, you know, submit the bill to insurance and if, they refuse to pay it. Don't worry about it. So she's gonna help. That's a big. That's a big thing because seven dogs for how long? That'd be a major expense. So it's kind of nice that mm-hmm. she has actually offered that too. That's awesome. Great list, Kurt. Great list. Thank you for helping me out with that. And Daniel, I hope you find that helpful. It is great. And I Thank think you. Chatting with friends again is is something I think that's always helpful. Yeah. And I'm glad. And you were the first one to reach out whenever, you know, that was amazing when you reached out the next morning. My pleasure. I kind of needed it. Yeah. 
Well, that, thanks for going, playing along there. And then we'll move on to our wins for the week, Joe. And Daniel, if you've got a, you can think of one. Joe, do you have a win for the week? Well, anything that Daniel says, uh, <laughs> my stuff will pale, our stuff will pale in comparison, <laughs> yes. right? Um, but I'm going to give it a shot. Uh, this week, I attended my middle daughter's college university award ceremony. Uh, she uh, she's in uh, she's in college right now, taking psychology. And this was she is uh, she has a graduation ceremony uh, in a couple of weeks coming up. I don't know how far she'll go, but uh, awfully proud of how far she's gone. And she had an award ceremony. She received uh, recognition. And honor cords, which is a very prestigious, uh, prestigious accomplishment. So we're awfully proud of her. How is that my win for the week? Just that I got great kids, man. And whatever small percentage I played in that, I'm gonna relish. I'm gonna. I'm gonna relish in that. I recognize that right away, right, Daniel? Yep. Definitely. As dads, we. I've been to a few graduations, yep. and especially the college ones. I really felt. A great sense of accomplishment myself. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, yeah, mine mine's worse than probably both of you guys, but it was fun. I was able to plot. <laughs> well, I shouldn't say me. My wife was able to apply my current Disney park tickets, Daniel. Yep. Towards the cost of my annual pass for my Disney trips this year. Awesome. And you know how much that means to us because... I missed my chance to get an annual pass, and this will cut my trips to cost of Disney World in half. Exactly. So my vacations. That's cool. Yes. My my trip in the fall will be close to nothing for park tickets now. Awesome. Because we're going in a couple of weeks. Awesome. So, and I, and I know a lot of uh, a lot of Disney um, uh, a lot of Disney fans are happy to find out that the uh, the annual pass is back. They had taken away for, I guess, for a while. Uh, I try to talk about Disney as little as possible, quite honestly. <laughs> it's not King's Island, right? <laughs> it's not King's Island, right? <laughs> it's no uh, King's Island. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I tell you what, King's Island for a couple of years was ranked the number one. Yeah, we've well, heard, uh, heard Simple park. Joe. Yep. Heard. Number one amusement park. So, <laughs> you can't, Daniel, you can't, did you, you have a win for the success. week? My win is just the amount of support that Norm and I have received from, from family, friends, employment. I mean, all the way from financial to emotional to just bringing us a meal every night at six o'clock. So we don't, you know, so when we get home from either working on the house or work and it's like, we don't have to cook or anything. It's just a meal shows up and uh, that's just so blessing. And it's very, you know, it's very well, you know, welcomed and we appreciate it. So I knew yours would be better than ours, but a lot of hugs are going to be given whenever we get to Disney, whenever we <laughs> yes, see all those we're people. A big celebration. Huge I know. Hugs. That's what I can yes. do. And we're not huggers. Yes. Norm and I are not huggers, but we're going to be hugging yeah. a lot of people. <laughs> it's going to be pretty emotional. Yes. I know. Joe, do you have a resource for this week? Yeah, I do. I do. I've. Uh, this is for those of us that are going through something that just kind of need a distraction. For the, for a long time, for a number of years now, I've listened to a podcast called Stuff You Should Know, and I love this podcast. And I realized recently that I'm I'm going back to this podcast and listening to back episodes just because 
It's a fantastic distraction. Helps me fall asleep at night. I'm driving in the car and I'll listen to it. Uh, if I'm if I'm feeling particularly stressed, uh, I might pop in a, an episode. And if they're almost kind of, I don't want to call them meaningless, but or superficial because they dig into some some really interesting topics. Uh, very funny hosts, Josh Clark and Chuck Bryant. Uh, they discuss various topics from history to pop culture unsolved crimes, UFOs, why things, certain things happen, why certain things are. I mean, they've done this for years and it's one of the, actually, it's one of the most popular podcasts there are. They've got, I I can't tell you, I won't even guess, but it's a, it's a very good podcast. And if you just need a bit of a distraction in your life, uh, I invite you to pop in stuff you should know with um, Josh Clark and Chuck Bryant. Really good show. Really good show. I remember you talking about that show as we were kicking around ideas for our own podcast. Yeah, I not exactly because they have a team of producers and right. they have a team of 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 uh, researchers, editors, and researchers, and all that. And and for this show, it's uh, it's just Kurt and Joe, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, depending on the day, it. one day it's Kurt and Joe, the other day it's Joe and Kurt. <laughs> the uh, so we have a we have a mixed team, but. They do put on a good show, and when we were when we were putting together dudes in progress, I did bring up stuff you should know as a model. Like you know, we're just pals talking, right? Right. And and it's a um, and while we won't, we're not yet at the production value of stuff mm-hmm. you should know. Uh, we're moving in the right direction, and direction <laughs> is more important than position. Well, my resource, there's an author I mentioned it earlier, Max Lucado, Christian author. I picked a book, Anxious for Nothing, for you, Daniel. Finding Calm in a Chaotic World. I believe that's the piece that I took out from the little prayer area I, I pulled out for number eight there. But that's a, I like his writing style. Very calm and soothing. And great storytelling. Yes, that's, uh, yes, they're very true. He does make his points through telling stories also. But I really enjoy his books. I always look for them when they're hidden. Amazon quote for the week, Joe. This is appropriate. This is appropriate for all of us at some time or another. This is appropriate for you right now, Daniel. It's appropriate for me. And at some point, it's going to be appropriate for Kurt. Very simple. From the very wise Winston Churchill. If you're going through hell, keep going. (laughs) <laughs> i think that's a song too yeah it's it a it's country a recent, song i think it's a recent country song but winston churchill said it first and there's i love quotes with a lot of wisdom in a few words right if you just think about that so many times when we're going through hell whatever that might mean we stay there and just wallow in it right mm. we 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 ruminate about it and i'm guilty of this probably more than most uh, we, we just, we were, we can't believe we're in this situation. What are we going to do? Well, how about this? Just keep going. <laughs> if you're going through hell, push through. Keep push through yes. It's a season. How about yours, Kurt? I'm going to go back to the Bible for Daniel. And not only that, but also boast in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not disappoint us, 
Because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. That's from Romans chapter 5. That's a beautiful verse, Kurt. Uh, You know, it's hard to say every time you hear a Bible verse, wow, that's one of my favorites. But that is one of my favorites. (laughs) You know, you have 66 books to quote and they're all your favorite, right? It's like your kids. Some are just more favorite than other. But I love that progression. I love that progression about suffering produces endurance. Endurance produces character and character, character produces hope. And hope does not disappoint. So when you're going through this, understand that you're going through a progression that ultimately ends in hope in God and through the Holy Spirit, your strength will, his strength will be provided. But even if, and this is one of those situations that even if you don't have a faith foundation, wow, are there some wise words there? Suffering produces endurance. Endurance produces character and character produces hope and hope does not disappoint. Beautiful, Kurt. Nice job. Thank you, Joe. And thanks to Daniel Ginger for joining us, our first guest on Dudes in Progress. Yes, that was an amazing time. I wish it was under better circumstances, but it was very helpful for me spiritually. And, you know, so thank you for asking me to come on. Daniel, hearing your story uh, will certainly uh, be a, a ray of hope for a lot of people out there. And uh, a lot of people love you, and a lot of people are concerned, and a lot of people are, uh, are thinking and praying for you. I'm not worried about you and Norma at all. I'm, I have this such confidence you guys are going to push through this, Daniel. And because I know you have the strength. I know Norma does. And you guys are taking the right attitude and you're getting lots of support, which is fantastic. It's great from the outside to see that all happening. So hang in there, my pal. Thank you. Yeah. Love you, man. Love you back. But not in a weird way. Oops. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Joe, take us out. Nice. Kurt, what's going on over in the Dudes in Progress community? Well, Joe, I posted in my personal Facebook, A Case for Christ, episode 13, and we had that episode go out, and I was really happy with some of the feedback. Shout out to Dan Austin. He said this was the first time he listened to our podcast. He is a listener to Geekin' on Walt Disney World. He so much enjoyed the episode and the conversation with Joe. I hope everyone gets a chance to listen to this podcast, so thank you, Dan. Deirdre Watts, she said she really enjoyed the episode. She said, Lewis's idea from mere Christianity that Jesus was either a liar or a lunatic or a son of God is what turned me from heathen to Christian. Awesome. <laughs> he said, awesome. Joe, when my dad and I worked at the same university, we would meet for lunch on campus every week or two. And those are some of his her fondest memories of him. He was best one-on-one when someone interested in what he had to say really listened he was an English professor and a brilliant man, and I learned so much from him and about him during those lunch hours. And bonus, he always bought lunch. I think she's referring to you taking your daughter out to breakfast. Yeah, I've uh, I've st- I've I've reignited a um, a routine that I have with my with my girls, 
where we uh, we go once a month, once every couple months out for a breakfast and we sit there for a few hours, uh, timeless time together, right? Where we're, we usually do it on a day that we know that we have plenty of time. Uh, so we're not rushed. We're not, we're not fidgety. We're not watching the clock. And wow, those are important conversations to me. And I'm glad that, uh, I'm mm-hmm. glad Deidre, uh, echoes that. And as a, as an adult, she looks back as fond memories. Mm. And, uh, I just, that means a lot to me. That means a lot to me. She says, what is it about parents that no matter how old your kid is, you feel you need to pay? <laughs> so that's interesting because uh, that she brings that up now. I, uh, I'm that guy. I'm that dad. I pay all the time. Every once in a while, I'll, I'll, I'll send out an APB about pizza. Pizza's on me if you want to meet at six and everybody knows where we're meeting and, and sometimes they can make it. Sometimes they can't. I always pay for breakfast, but this last time with my oldest daughter, she said, dad, you always pay. Let me pay for breakfast this time. And it okay. was terribly uncomfortable. Yeah. But it's also a milestone. Yeah. It's a little it's rewarding like, too. Yeah. It's, it's also a milestone where she sees, okay, let me treat dad. And that was awesome. You know, I, don't, I think I've confessed to this a few places, but my daughter treats me to New York City because she enjoys going there and seeing the the shows. I've become a theater nerd, I tell her. I've got the sticker. And she loves going there. She likes going with me. And she doesn't enjoy the fact that she has the means to treat me. So I treat her too sometimes. And finally, just a quick comment from Amy Beckner. She said, Deirdre, wow, I love this so much. So we love the commentary. Keep them coming. If you got ideas for the podcast, please reach out to us. You can email us, Joe, right? What's our email address? Dudes at Dudes in Progress. You can check out our website at dudesinprogress.com. So it's dudes, in pro- dudes at dudesinprogress.com. And our website is dudesinprogress.com. There you can, uh, you can, you can see how to subscribe to the show. You can listen to previous episodes, uh, all kinds of good stuff. And if you want to support the show, dudes at dudesinprogress.com slash support. And you know, we have a Patreon supporter, Daniel Ginger. We like to thank him for being our Patreon supporter. Yep. If you'd Absolutely. like to join you, Daniel, <laughs> go out to Patreon, look for dudes in progress. Yep. Or just go to dudesinprogress.com slash support. Well, Kurt, as we wrap up, let's just remember progress is better than perfection. So let's keep moving forward. Well, I'm going to try to be as good as Daniel is. He's a good guy. I'm going to try to improve to to be like all these great listeners we have to our podcast joe try to live up to it every day but you didn't say the words we'll try to do better next time there you go (laughs) (laughs) we'll talk to you guys later take care